Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 113 of the main show, It's a Wonderful Podcast. 113, is it as unlucky or slash lucky as the number 13, depending on who you ask? What do you reckon? I don't know, we'll have to see what happens by the end of this. (laughs) I suppose so, I suppose so. But, I mean, I suppose it is lucky for us because we get to talk about two great movies and yes two great movies because it's one of those episodes today that's going to be a full-on deja vu janine do the song do the song deja vu deja vu deja vu deja vu yay (laughs) because the remake may actually be way better than the original (laughs) movie because that that rarely happens. Yes. But we like it when it does happen because it means full deja vu episodes of It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show, Janine. Yay. I love deja we like vu's. It. We I know you love deja <laughs> vu's. I know you do. Um well, what movie is it basically? Well, what two movies because they're both the same movies but drastically different versions of them. We are talking both versions. Of The Nutty Professor. Yes, the original, of course, from 1963 with Jerry Lewis. That's the main, you know, focus of today's episode, sure. Yes. That's the episode title and all that sort of stuff. But, as I'm sure we're all aware, there's an Eddie Murphy one from like 98 or 96 or whenever it's from. Yes. When's it from? 96? Uh, I don't remember. It is from... I want to say 96. it's 96. Yes, it is 96. Yeah. <laughs> that everybody everybody knows. Everybody knows the Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor. Yes. Uh, do we, only... any people even know that there was an original version directed oh, by I'm, Jerry I'm Lewis? sure. I'm I mean, sure they did. I think he was probably one of the uh, pioneering factors that like made that whole kind of nerd... Thing uh, a trope. I mean, Would you yeah, Jerry Jerry Lewis is kind of a serious comedy icon in yeah. in movies and TV and general comedy, because you know he started with Dean Martin in like nightclubs and that sort of stuff, doing comedy and singing and that sort of stuff, and that's why there's quite a few. Extended crooning. musical numbers, yeah. in, crooning in, scenes. Yeah, in Jerry Lewis's Naughty Professor, because he's actually a a decent singer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a decent nightclub singer, and it's unusual, really, because he's very, very slapstick. Yes, which it's we did great. get a lot of. We did get a lot of. Um, there was that weird. It reminded me, actually. Of that weird Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn Gorilla movie where there's that <laughs> knockoff, knockoff Martin and Lewis. Oh yes, duo yes. <laughs> in one of the strangest movies I've ever seen. Um, that's just really funny. It just it just kept reminding me of that. Whenever I see Jerry Lewis, I always think of that one dude who was just pretending <laughs> to be him. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. In that movie, it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, though, Jerry Lewis is kind of multi-talented because he's so very good at being 
Professor Kelp or whatever his name yes, is in that movie. Kelp. Um, and all slapsticky and weaselly and weedy and just the most nerdy looking (laughs) nerd you've ever seen in any movie ever but then when he turns it on obviously to drinks the drinks the potion because we all know the story of the nutty professor the professor makes a potion dr jekyll and mr hyde but yeah what kind of Romancy. Yes. <laughs> it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde without any killing. And I mean, they kind of tease you at first, making you think he did turn into this <laughs> they <do>. horrible <laughs> monster. <laughs> they do. They do. It's it's fun in that way. Jerry Lewis directed this movie as well. So it's like seriously just Jerry Lewis showcasing his own talent. Yeah. In every possible way which you've got to give him credit for because let's be fair he does do that and he is very very good in this movie playing both parts oh yeah like super convincingly i think his version of buddy love is a little more nasty yes like i think it was a little bit it was a little bit of time before we got to see the true buddy love um yeah. In the uh, Eddie Murphy version. But in this one, like, right away, he's already kind of a dick. <laughs> so, yeah. um, like, right away. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's beating up people at the bar and things yes. like that. Harassing he's the poor just... bartender. And, yeah. yeah. But, you know, he's... When you compare Jerry Lewis's comedy and Eddie Murphy's comedy, Eddie Murphy's obviously way more... Well, his background stand-up... Yeah. Like, Jerry Lewis's background is slapstick. Yeah. So it's gonna have to be a lot more physical. And it is. Because, I mean, when he's playing the professor, he doesn't look like the same... Well, he doesn't look like the same person as when he's playing Buddy Love. Yeah. And obviously that's the same in the Eddie Murphy one as well, but that's a bit more of an obvious change. Because it's to do with weight. But this Whereas one is this more one's suave just to do with yeah huge personality change. This one, the Jerry Lewis, is way more to do with personality and way more to do with confidence and that sort of stuff, rather than uh, or, or toughness almost, isn't it? Courage, yes, and that sort of stuff. Rather than I'm going to lose a lot of weight and that's what's going to gain me my yeah. confidence, like like the Eddie Murphy one does. But I don't know what 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 were some things you did like about the Jerry Lewis. Um, I did like how he was able to kind of really make those two characters feel like different characters. Um, we also this is our second week of the actress Stella Stevens. And she was, I liked her in this Yes, movie. it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Because I was like, is that, she was. is that the girl who was in Poseidon Adventure? <laughs> and sure enough, it was her. Yeah. Well, it's a bit later on, like, but. Yes. It was still her. Um, yeah. Look, there's, there's a lot of very similar scenes in the two. Yeah. Versions. Um, it's just. Obviously, the the Jerry Lewis one is it's 1963, so it's all kind of very, very 60s. Yes, sometimes very swinging. 
Uh, it's very, very swinging. Like I said, it's got these extended music. Like like the Eddie Murphy one has a couple of extended stand-up comedy scenes. This one has a couple of extended swinging, singing scenes. Yes. So I like that they kind of, um, in the Eddie Murphy one, they try to kind of do the same thing, but with Eddie Murphy's kind of background. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I like it. Um, I do think the Eddie Murphy movie is funnier, though. And I mean, yes, it's probably got a few more cheap laughs in it. (laughs) But then, you know, with the clumps and all that sort of stuff. But even, even the back and forth with the clumps, I find really funny. I agree. You know, like, it's that not whole just... dynamic is really funny, and like seeing him kind of transform into all these different characters and play them all off of each other like that—that's um, kind of a big feat. Because you know he's not yeah. doing that all at the same time, but to kind of get the timing right yeah. um, and the banter to fit right when he has to kind of constantly be switching—it was done so well and so fun. And a little bit of a trivia is Jerry Lewis actually was going to have a cameo in Eddie Murphy's Nutty Professor, but then he was put off by all the fart jokes, so he said, no thanks. (laughs) I mean, look, if there's one thing Jerry Lewis won't do, it's a fart joke. No, he's not a fan of a farty movie. (laughs) He'll fall over enough times and get himself caught in ridiculous situations and contort his body and hit people over the head and that sort of thing. But he will not stoop to the clumps level of farting. No, that's just too beneath him. So I mean Which isn't the funniest thing about the clumps anyway. (laughs) No. That's like the least funniest thing about the clumps. I just like I know I know I'm gonna spend way more time talking about the Eddie Murphy. I'm trying <laughs> my hardest not to just spend the whole time talking about the Eddie Murphy movie because I just really do prefer it. I think it's just got more. It's weirdly it's got more heart it to it. Does. Like the romance makes sense and in that movie. And you feel more for Sherman than you do for you know Kelp. Yeah, um, you do. Like. You don't really feel much for Kelp until the end of the movie when he's kind of giving that speech and explaining about, you know, nobody likes him and it's hard to have people like you when you don't like yourself and that whole thing. And you see people kind of crying in the audience and stuff. So yeah, you don't really... obviously a good scene, fair enough. No yes. worries there. But, like, they don't set that up as much throughout the movie. No, um, they but... don't. I will say another thing I did like was, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, like, slapsticky kind of comedy because, like, I mean, you did mention farts being kind of, like, cheap laughs. Yes. Which I do think slapstick, if it's not done right or not done well, can be kind of a cheap, lazy laugh as well. Like, oh, he tripped over a thing. And if it just feels too, you know, too yeah. forced, then it's like, it's not funny. It's like, um, it's just silly. So, but this movie actually kind of made me enjoy, you know, I liked all his kind of slapsticky silliness type things. I thought it was funny and it played well with the character and, um, yeah, it didn't feel cheap or lazy. Um, so he's really good at that kind of stuff. And usually it's something that I don't like, but I actually enjoyed it in, in the Jerry Lewis movie. You need to find good slapstick comedians because it's, it is a really difficult skill to be good at falling over yeah 
because a lot of people can fall. I can fall over, but it won't be funny. Yeah. But Jerry Lewis can fall over and it'd be hilarious. Or Charlie Chaplin can fall over and it'd be hilarious. Or Mr. Bean. <laughs> or, or, or exactly, Mr. Bean is the prime slapstick, <laughs> right? Because he doesn't even speak. No. So it's all, all physical. It's all slapstick yeah. and it's all physical. So it's, it's, you, it's, and it's all visual. Yeah. You know, which slapstick is as well. I mean, slapstick's more physical. So that's why Jim Carrey and that sort of stuff is, is a good slapstick comic actor. Because Jim Carrey's very good at contorting himself. Yeah, and his face and his doing expressions. Doing all that kind of thing. And, yeah. Emoting, but you've using got a... all of his body for his kind of brand of comedy. Yeah. I know it sounds obvious, but you've got to be a good slapstick comedian to be a slapstick comedian. Yeah. You can't be a slapstick comedian and not be good because then you're just nothing. You're just a somebody who falls over and nobody <laughs>, laughs at. Yeah. You know? It doesn't make any sense. But I would like to get back but, into talking a little bit about the heart part because, yeah, like... Yes. I just don't understand. I just... Like, I had I had seen the Jerry Lewis movie years ago years ago like when i was a kid okay. um and i chose it because i just kind of wanted to do something really silly and fun um and also i mean always nice to have an excuse to watch the eddie murphy one because that one is just so fun yeah. um so i thought it would be kind of fun to go back and look at the old one as i hadn't seen it in forever and kind of see how they compare um so but yeah like i was expecting like i could i didn't really remember you know any specific details besides kind of the scenes that were similar to the Eddie Murphy scenes and yeah just kind of seeing that like they didn't really play up that heart of the character that you know sensitivity of the character and you know how they feel kind of lost in the world and left out and you know put down um and you really kind of develop this you know feeling for him and feeling kind of bad for him and that kind of thing they didn't really build that up as much and I think that would have made that whole kind of speech that he does at the end pay off more. Whereas in the Eddie Murphy one, yeah. you kind of get those scenes of him like wanting to better himself and feeling sorry for himself and people, you know, feeling bad for him and seeing him in these kind of pathetic, sad situations where you just your heart goes out to him. And you got a lot of that in the Eddie Murphy one. So then it, by the end, you kind of get that whole payoff when he gives that whole speech and everything. So... I definitely appreciate the Eddie Murphy one more for really delivering on that whole kind of investing in Sherman as a character and caring about him and really wanting him to defeat Buddy Love. Um, whereas yeah. the conflict, and I liked that there wasn't a real conflict between those two characters. So the separation felt even more drastic. Whereas in the yeah. Jerry Lewis one, it's like one minute he's, you know, Kelp and one minute he's Buddy Love. And they don't ever seem to kind of cross over that much. The like fight is not as apparent. And I think yeah. that was a wise choice for the Eddie Murphy one to kind of really play up them kind of messing with each other and fighting each other. Like, you know, um, Buddy leaves this whole video for Sherman telling him, oh, this is what I did. Ha ha ha. This is what you did. Ha ha <laughs> yeah. ha. And kind of, you know, I'm going to get rid of you and like mocking him. And so I liked that even when, you know, at the big party when he's like kind of fluctuating from being Sherman to Buddy and they're actually like yeah. physically fighting with each other. Um, I think all of that 
was were some great additions that were kind of lacking in the Jerry Lewis version. Yeah, I do think that. I mean, it seems to be that you basically just you you look at Jerry Lewis as kelp, and you immediately are supposed to be sympathetic to him because of how he is. Yeah. Whereas I don't necessarily feel that you know right off the yeah same. you know right off the right from the start you know you have to tell me why i have to be sympathetic to this guy i'm not yeah. just going to be sympathetic to him because he looks like a dog you know <laughs> yeah. because i granted this is probably going back to being a little more um 60s with it and just saying okay this guy's this he's obviously this yeah you know whereas now my mind doesn't work like that yeah. So I need a little more context, yes. which the Eddie Murphy one does give you. Because, yes, Sherman Clump is massive. Yeah. Right? But that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean he's not delightful, and he is delightful. That doesn't mean I have to be sympathetic to him because he might enjoy his life. But the fact that he doesn't enjoy his life is what makes you sympathetic to Sherman Clump. Yes. What eventually makes you sympathetic to kelp is the fact that he's just he's trying to sort of speak up a few times you get that in a few little scenes where he's trying to speak up he's trying to speak up to the uh dean of the university yeah um and he's just not able to he's trying to speak up to that bully guy in his class and he's just not able to that's what gets the sympathy but i think that movie from the fact that Kelp looks the way he does, wants you to think you have to be sympathetic to this guy. And they rely heavily on that to give you the sympathy, but you needed a little bit more. So I I did feel it at the end when he gave that whole speech and it was making people emotional and and he said some really kind of true things about, you know, people not liking you if you don't like yourself and that whole thing. But I just wish it felt more earned throughout the movie that they because those were some great moments like that the things that he was saying and I wish I had felt that more throughout the movie so that if anything was lacking it was definitely that sympathy for um or even empathy for that uh professor character yeah it really was I mean look his final speech obviously is kind of great and Jerry Lewis as an actor is great in this movie he really is I don't think anything else in this movie is as good as Jerry Lewis is. Yeah. But having said that, is anything else in the Eddie Murphy movie as good as Eddie Murphy is? No. But I think if Jerry Lewis wasn't good in this movie, this wouldn't actually be a good movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's a weird movie, really, where as it was the first time I'd seen the Jerry Lewis movie, I was expecting it to be a... I wasn't expecting it to rely so heavily on Jerry Lewis. Yeah. And I know it's a Jerry Lewis vehicle, and I know Jerry Lewis directed, directed it and wrote starred, it. Yeah. Did, yeah, he's just the absolute, you know, this is Jerry Lewis showcasing Jerry Lewis. But have other elements in there that, you know, yes, while it's okay to watch you know, an hour and 45 of Jerry Lewis being slapsticky and talking like this and then, (laughs) you know, 
singing, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. There's 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 little depth to it. I there's very little depth yeah. to the Jerry Lewis Naughty Professor and there is depth in the Eddie Murphy one for me the romance is absolutely non-existent in the Jerry Lewis version between Kelp and uh, Miss Purdy yeah. there's nothing like you actually feel there's something there between Sherman Clump and Jada Pinkett's. Yeah. You know, you actually feel like there's something there. You get more and I you get... I never feel yeah. like there's any romantic anything between Kelp and Miss Purdy. There's nothing. Yeah, because even uh, at the start, like, her and Sherman go on a legit date, like... Yeah. And she seems like, you know, she thinks he's brilliant and she's really nice to him. And then even when she kind of is interested in Buddy and then Buddy kind of shows her like his true colors, she goes to Sherman to like warn him and, you know, talk to him and say, you know, I realize, you know, he's just terrible. Um, So she had interest in Sherman and they set up enough that she was interested in Sherman before Buddy Love even came along. Whereas, yeah, with um, Kelp, there's not much with him. Like, yeah, she helps him, like, when the when the student... That's, like, pretty much the most we get. And even that doesn't feel yeah. like any kind of romantic thing. It just feels like, you know, a pity kind of... She feels sorry for him, so she's helping him. Exactly. Whereas I, I think they did a really good job in the Eddie Murphy one, um, making it feel like those moments with um, Jada Pinkett didn't feel like pity. It felt like she actually genuinely cared about him. Um, exactly so yeah so then at the end when she you know ultimately says she wants to be with kelp in the jerry lewis one it's it seems also a bit unearned because yeah it just seems like where's this actually come from yeah like had they made a couple you now yeah if they had set up a couple moments where like buddy was treating her like crap which you see a bunch of scenes of buddy treating her like crap and she goes to kelp and he kind of talks to her and makes her feel good about herself or something or, yeah. like, really make it more focused on those moments when she's kind of starting to notice, um, you know, that they might be the same person when his voice changes yeah. or when he holds her hand the same way Buddy holds her hand. And things like that, if they had really played her kind of, like, questioning that or something, um, I think that would have made her kind of choosing him in the end feel more earned. And I think it was upon it was supposed to be a silly ending anyway with her kind of walking off with the bottles in her pocket so he could turn back, you know, into Buddy. But, um... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, look, it's a ridiculously <laughs> silly ending because, like, his parents come in. <laughs> yeah. And they've changed completely as well because... What is it? Like, he sends his father... The formula, yeah. just so he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but then his dad, who was originally like completely under his mum's thumb, yes, and just does just the weediest guy possible, like Jerry Lewis is, has clearly taken the formula, and the roles have now been exactly. absolutely reversed. <laughs> Because there's an element yeah. in the potion that's like, it's like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. Like, what makes him a Mr. Hyde is the fact that the potion makes you kind of mean and egotistical and kind of warps yeah. your, you know, and power hungry and all of that kind of thing. 
Um, so that's kind of where, yes, he's attractive on the outside, unlike a Mr. Hyde in like the original story, but he's ugly on the inside and that's kind of what makes him the monster. Um, so, I mean, did you like that the Jerry Lewis kind of one made him kind of a dick, like right away, as soon as you see him or, um, did you like it more when you kind of eased into it in the Eddie Murphy one? Well, it. I mean, it definitely felt more like two completely different people in Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Obviously, you know, for for kind of very obvious reasons. One of them's, you, you can't get too much. Like, Sherman Clump and Buddy Love in the Eddie Murphy version are still both Eddie Murphy playing... I know, I know, I know I'm going a roundabout way of saying this. <laughs> I know very much I'm going a roundabout way of saying this because obviously Jerry Lewis is still playing Kelp and yeah. Buddy Love. Obviously Jerry Lewis is still playing Kelp and yes. Buddy Love. But it's a completely different thing. It's a completely different performance with Kelp and Buddy Love. With Eddie Murphy... It's not, it's like a 90% different performance between Clump and Buddy Love. Because Eddie Murphy's still in there. And he's so recognisable as Eddie Murphy. That he's just in both of those characters. There's a vibe of Eddie Murphy in both of those characters. The Jerry Lewis one, I actually, uh, this is why I applaud Jerry Lewis immensely for this because he makes them feel like two different actors yes like he's not even the same actor yeah i agree with that and that's that's what i like about that one while i prefer eddie murphy that is just that's that that's i mean i mean it's not better for me i'm not going to say it's better because what is better but it's more impressive the fact that Jerry Lewis was is able really, to make them really, feel really able separate. to make them feel like two different actors utterly, playing utterly different. Yeah. No, I do. I do appreciate that too. Um, yeah. Like I will say, like I was talking about that you do feel like with the Eddie Murphy when they're really fighting. And I liked that. Um, you got these glimmers of Sherman trying to fight his way out and that kind of whole yeah. vibe. Um, I think that added another layer to, um, the whole kind of it, it made it feel more like that whole kind of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of fight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The, the, it's, it's weird when you compare it to Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. When you compare both of these movies to Jekyll and Hyde because they both have better elements of Jekyll and Hyde in each of them. Yeah. The fight is better in Eddie Murphy and the actual stark contrast is better in, in the Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Because, yeah, even when, um, you know, Kelp is coming through, it's almost like a, you know, a, um, a Barty Crouch Jr. situation where it's not yeah. it's not like a fight. It's just like, oh, he needs to take more of his potion, like, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like uh, he's trying to fight his way out to say, hey, I'm here. This guy's a jerk, you know? 
let me out, let me out. And it's not like that. It's like, oh, his voice is changing. It's time to go take more polyjuice potion. You know, like that's exactly. that's, that's more exactly what the Jerry, what it's like. <laughs> that's more like what the Jerry Lewis one is like. I've never even thought of it like that. But <laughs> let's be fair. Let let's be actually honest here. Like, the nutty professor just creates polyjuice potion, doesn't he? Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Essential. That's essentially what he's doing. He's just creating self polyjuice potion. Yes. So he can't turn into <laughs> other people. He can just turn into. He can just make him a different se- version of just... himself. <laughs> yeah. We. I've never thought about that before, yes. but that's kind of exactly what it is like. <laughs> um, that is a, I mean, it's more blatant in the Eddie Murphy one as well when he's changing back. Yeah. Because, like, his hands become huge <laughs> yes. and his mouth becomes huge <laughs> yeah. and that sort of things. In Jerry Lewis one, he just reverts back to his original way of his talking. His voice just starts kind of squeaking out and then, you know, the teeth come popping out. And, yeah. yeah. And obviously that's, you know, a little bit of limitations with effects and that sort of stuff yeah and i mean speaking speaking of the effects the makeup of on jerry lewis's <laughs> kelp is kind of great well even like i don't know how did you feel about the whole like actual kind of mr hyde type thing with the hairy arm and the the, the really bright red under the eyes and the crazy yeah. hair and the snarly teeth like and like the unibrow but it was just basically a swipe of black paint across his forehead it was silly when it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a little bit of an in joke and i like it i like it for doing that i have to say i really did appreciate that scene too because like the last thing you see is him looking crazy and then when he comes out in the street and everyone's just looking at him crazy you're just like like, I literally, like, I had looked at my phone for a minute, and then it got to the scene where everyone, he was walking, and everyone was, like, looking yeah. at him crazy. I was like, did I miss something? So then I, like, went back to see, like, well, how did he look the last time we saw him before it goes to these people looking at him crazy? And no, like, the last thing you see of him is him being, like, a crazy monster. So I really like that whole setup of him walking into the club, and everyone on the street just, like, stopping and staring at him, like... So you're thinking, oh, maybe he's the monster. I'm like, I see, I saw this movie years ago, and but maybe I missed <laughs> something. Maybe I remembered something wrong. Maybe like he's ugly at first, and then he turned like like. <laughs> so it had me like questioning. So I lo- I loved kind of that whole kind of uh game they kind of played with you right there with that whole uh scene yeah. of him walking and you don't in the reveal of it. Um, so I really liked that. There is a little bit of meta silliness about Jerry Lewis's version, though. Yeah. Because towards the end, it comes up with a a that's all folks message, like it's Looney Tunes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then just doesn't say, oh, wait, that's That's not not all, all because we just carry on for two minutes. Yeah. It's it's a little bit silly. I I like it for doing that. I like that it tricked you with pretending to be full on Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Um, even though Mr. Hyde, obviously, if you look at actual Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, this movie is similar, but then Mr. Hyde is ugly inside and out. Yes. Like, the Nutty Professor is just ugly inside. He's actually supposed to be ugly when he's the Dr. Jekyll equivalent. Yes. 
So it's it's more. I don't know. It's kind of. It's. I mean, it's not about the the Nutty Professor is not about the duality of man, is it? I mean, it is, but it's not. Not in terms of. Not in the same. I'm flubbing over my words. <laughs> it's more not from a, like a, in a the vanity same, standpoint, from yes, a self-love it, kind of standpoint. Yes, that's the point of this movie. The point of Naughty Professor is, 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 is vanity, is self. Yeah, is self-love exactly, exactly. The point of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is to show the two sides of men. Yes. That's the, that's the point of it. That's not the point of Nutty Professor, even though it's there, obviously. Flubbing, <laughs> flubbing, flubbing, flubbing. So how do you feel, as somebody who's like a huge Universal Monsters fan, how do you feel about this approach on a classic kind of Universal Monsters type story? This, what, what do you mean, this approach, like... Like, this is kind of a version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So how do you feel about it being adapted in a more kind of comedic way in a kind of your Mr. Hyde is on the inside because you're an attractive person on the outside, but that's what makes you yeah. ugly. Like, how do you feel that's... as this is kind of a classic, you know, story and characters? How do you feel about this kind of modern reimagining of it? That's what I think I was trying to just say. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it. That's what I think I was trying to just say. Whereas I like the Nutty Professor for be for having, for for taking. I've no idea what I'm trying to say. I've honestly I think got you absolutely do know. You no idea what I say. It. I I I exactly. I know exactly what I want to say. I've got no clue how to actually say it. That. I like that there is more... I'm going to use the word depth when I don't actually mean depth. Okay. I like that there's more depth in The Nutty Professor than there is in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And by that, I think I mean <laughs> the difference in... the difference in message okay. in The Nutty Professor and the difference in message in, 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 in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like I said before... That's about, it's just a showcase piece for the duality of man. That's all Dr. Jekyll is. It's just a showcase piece for that. The Nutty Professor actually has more personal story to it. Okay. There's there's a heart to it. There's very little heart to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because it's, it's not more supposed tragic, to yeah. have any heart to it. There is actual heart and personal uh, be- not beliefs, personal journeys yeah. in 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 the Nutty Professor because it's about loving oneself and being positive about oneself. Jekyll and Hyde has nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing to do with that. The Nutty Professor has everything to do with that. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. So would you still kind of consider it like a reimagining of that story, kind of like yes. like this new version of like the Invisible Man? Like it's not the same story, but it's a reimagining of this character that we know through other things. Yeah, I I would because it is, it it is. It's somebody takes a po- a professor takes a potion that turns him into a horrible person. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly the same story in that way you know it's not 
I mean, it's not the same as the, you know, the recent Invisible Man, because that's still a horror movie. So this because is the genre kind of changes also, that kind of... Yeah. Okay. Like, yes, I think you could, obviously, I'm sure, um, you know, following on from The Invisible Man, people will, you know, will, will be looking at doing a Jekyll and Hyde something again. Yeah. You know? Um not I would with imagine. Russell no, not with Russell Crowe. But I would <laughs> all I would imagine is that basically it would be the same thing, but it wouldn't be a potion. It would be like um something based in reality or it would be something based exactly. It would be something based in absolute reality. It would probably be technologically based. You know, like the Invisible Man was. The Invisible Man didn't drink a potion and turn invisible no, like the Invisible a... Man actually does. He was a scientist he... who, like, worked with optics and, like, knew yeah. how to, like, build something that could refract whatever. And, you know, it was so like... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you make a Jekyll and Hyde without an actual potion. Or something that you doesn't know? feel like it could be real. Or a pill... Or, a, or a, an injection of something, or something like that. And it would have to come from something that's, like, based in, like, something real. Like, if you had, like, he's trying to come up with some kind of cure or, like, some kind of thing for, like, bipolar disorder or something, you know, or... Quite possibly or something Or multiple like that, personality yeah. disorder or something and it gets and it just backfires yes something like that something that's based off of a real disorder or something you know then again i feel like what was so great about this recent invisible man is that he the invisible man was not the protagonist of the movie that's true and this is this is where i get fixated i always think that the name of the monster should be the lead of the movie and he just wasn't in The Invisible Man, and it worked much better for it. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if that guy was the protagonist of the movie? He would just come off as, like, the most blatant stalker movie of all time. Yes, him following her. Like, you wouldn't be able to... It's not like a Thanos or something where it's, like, a villain no. with motives that you can kind of understand at, cer at a certain point. No, like... Because, like, everyone says Infinity War was, you know... Thanos' movie was he was the protagonist of that yeah. movie. And you can kind of relate to his motives, but like, yeah, <laughs> with this invisible man, there's no, nothing there's to no relate way. to. He's sick and twisted and possessive and terrible and abusive and violent and yeah. But you just wonder how you wonder how a story like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde could be done without having Dr. Jekyll as the lead. Yeah. I don't can that <laughs> from can somebody that, else's perspective. Yeah, like you wouldn't be invested sense, in any of it. it. Like you wouldn't care. Like you would want to see how he came up with this, and um, yeah, like and I, mean, I don't you know see the them doing is? it the same way. Like Invisible Man not making him the one. Do you, you know follow. what the funny thing is? What's that? Is the actual book? The actual book, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, is completely and utterly from other people's perspective. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, it's completely from other people's perspectives. That it still works, like it still works. But I don't, you don't think it's as that. good as the. I don't think it's as good as the Frederick March movie at all. To be honest with you, I think that's the absolute best 
Jekyll and Hyde. So you don't think if they did kind of more like what the book did, you don't see that kind of working like the Invisible Man did? Well, all all it would be would be other people watching him do these things and him do these things. You wouldn't get any personal to it. That's so unless, weird. That's so weird. That unless that you had, <laughs> unless you made it like the Invisible Man did, whereas it's somebody's like ex girlfriend or something who's like that. right there to see it and know the insides yeah. of whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it wants thinking about. It seems like such a personal conflict that it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense having other seeing that from somebody else's perspective but i mean invisible man managed to do that pretty great invisible man is visible man is a personal conflict yeah invisible man is an incredible personal conflict he's so you know power hungry yeah and you He's just got completely changed in the new one, but it still it still just worked. Yeah, really well as a horror movie. I don't know. It wants it wants more it wants more brainstorming <laughs> to come up with a, a modern modern retelling in the vein of Invisible Man version of Doctor Jekyll. Yes, I mean it's a great story and it's a great look at kind of duality and. Um, even if they did kind of try to incorporate some elements from these movies, like the more kind of personal yeah. fight to him doing it in the first place to want to be better or, you know, to want to love himself or to have somebody love him. And then it kind of backfiring and him turning into this monster. I think if they kind of combined the elements of the original story and what these movies did, I think that would kind of be a cool way to come at it as a horror movie. I mean, I guess, I guess we'll have to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I forget what the next sort of thing like that is. What's, what's Lee Wanell supposed to be doing next? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Do we know? I mean, no. I know Elizabeth Banks is trying to do her Invisible Woman movie, which is not even connected to any of this. So uh, I don't know. Is that not a Fantastic Four movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, can you have? Can you call? The Invisible Woman without like referencing Marvel Sue's go, store. Okay, that's ours. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think you can do that. Like, I'm pretty sure Marvel hold the rights to, to the, the name Invisible The Invisible Woman. Woman. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. it is a Sue Storm story. I don't know. <laughs> Secretly, Elizabeth Banks is making MCU movies that we don't know. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, top secret. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, aside from. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and various other horror movies. This is still an episode about the Nutty <laughs> Professors. Somehow. Yes. Absolutely somehow. Oh, I don't know. I just, I, I can't help but adore the Eddie Murphy one. Yes. Way more than the Jerry Lewis one. I, I it's agree. something about just, just, there's so much. It's similar in a way to hairspray that we talked about this week it's very much a case of being positive about yourself yeah it's a great message it's a great message of self positivity because i mean through the whole movie everyone through the whole movie you see sherman trying to better himself and feel good about himself and even though he's still big like i love that whole montage of him you know i'm so excited his whole workout 
you know, routine yeah. where he's kind of defeated at first and then he's getting more positive about it and getting better at it and faster and stronger. And like all the people in the class are like cheering him on when he's like can do the little workout dance. And, you know, it's so yeah. there's some great uplifting moments of him trying to love himself and then somebody knocking him down and then him trying to love himself again and then somebody knocking him down and then Buddy coming in and taking over his whole life. And then he ultimately has to fight, you know, to be seen as him and loved as him. And so it's a great message and so much heart, which, yeah, definitely is kind of a little bit lacking from the Jerry Lewis one until the kind of the very end. But- I just think Eddie Murphy's got one of the most wholesome smiles in the world. <laughs> like, for some reason, especially as Sherman Clump. Yeah. He's like, when he does the huge Eddie Murphy smile that yeah. we all know, he's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy for you, Sherman. Yes, you go, Sherman. You're so excited. You go, Sherman. <laughs> I love that he's called Sherman as well. Yes. I don't know why. Sherman Clump. I've never met anybody called Sherman. <laughs> it's a fun name. I like. I do like the clumps, though. Yes. I honestly do. I know it's stupid. Did I know you... it seems like the last thing I would ever like. Well, did you like the sequel? I've never seen the sequel. The Nutty Professor Two. The clumps. I've never. I've never seen oh, the Nutty the, Professor it's Two. It's clump the focused. So you should watch I know. It if you like the clumps so much. <laughs> Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy playing seven clumps or whatever it is, <laughs> seven characters. Isn't no, isn't that what he plays in this movie? Who does it's, he play? He's the dad. So he plays he, Sh- so he, Sherman. Sherman. Body. His dad. His mom. His dad. His mom. His brother. His, his grandma. grandma. <laughs> so and his brother. And he plays the like Gene, the Gene Simmons, the uh, Richard Simmons character, the weight loss guy. The... Oh, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. In in nice Eddie Murphy white face. Yeah, so that's like seven characters. Yeah, that's right. Seven characters. Yeah. He's lucky. He should have played the the his younger brother as well. I know the Hercules. And just... Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> I I love as I love at the end of the Eddie Murphy one that there's outtakes in the credits. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I I miss that. I wish more movies had that. Had that bloopers. Because it's just Eddie Murphy so cracking fun. up at himself when yes. he's playing all the clumps. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny. I like it. Who's your favourite clump? Grandma. Grandma. For Obviously sure. grandma. <laughs> Obviously grandma clump. I guess that was like him just doing his impression of like mom's Mabley. So... <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, yeah, I think I read something that that was basically what okay. he was doing with the grandma. <laughs> I'd believe that. Yeah. I'd believe that. I'd see that. I see that. Like, and just like fu- subtle things. Like, she's over here trying to eat some peas and then she's shaking off. So she just grabs it with her hand. And like, like, this has nothing to do with anything from the story, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I just like the tiny little lines. I love it when he brings Jada Pinkett round for dinner yes and everything just goes completely off the rails immediately yeah grandma starts talking about how many times they've had relations <laughs> and he's just like so I embarrassed the word, i love and the brother's the just looking relations. at her <laughs> yeah and the brother's just <laughs> looking at her like checking her out the whole time and 
Oh my gosh. So I think you get another kind of dinner scene like that, but Jada Pinkett is not. It's it's Janet Jackson, I think, in the sequel. Janet Jackson. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I think I've only seen it once, like long ago. But Where's I'm pretty. Jada Pinkett I, gone? I don't remember what they said happened to her, or if she. I don't think she's her. I think she's somebody else. But yeah, I think I want to say it's Janet Jackson. It's been a while, but yeah. And I think there's okay. a very embarrassing dinner scene just like that with the with the clumps and yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I I really do like it. It's such a goofy movie. Yes. Like I know the Jerry Lewis one is kind of silly. And I but... do like that one scene where at the prom where he's just kind of dancing to himself and then everyone's like, yes. "What is he doing?" <laughs> that was really funny. And he was just yeah. like, "Yeah." <laughs> he's having a good he's actually having a good time yes and like yeah what do you prefer as an opening do you prefer jerry lewis blowing up his classroom or (laughs) sherman clump letting a load of hamsters everywhere (laughs) i mean they were both pretty funny but yeah i definitely think the hamsters had more impact and then when you see how the hamsters got out he's like oh yeah i locked all the cages and then i turned (laughs) to get my bag and like his gut like knocked her butt or whatever knocked the whole thing open oh uh, uh, i must have bumped the switch <laughs> like so i think i prefer that that chaos and everyone kind of going crazy and him just like oh, what happened yeah but also i, I like him have... kind of blowing up the class and like they're like where is he and she's standing on the door yeah. and you just hear that knock and he's like in the floor underneath the door. <laughs> and that's how you meet okay. him yeah. Uh, excuse me. Could you uh, <laughs> could you lift up the door, please? Yes. <laughs> I don't know though. Eddie Murphy in. I can look. Eddie Murphy's one of those actors that I can look at and laugh immediately. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. In order for me to just start, just get a smile on my face and just start laughing, which takes talent to be able to do that. Yes, because you're a, you're a, a snooty Britishman who doesn't laugh easily at things. Well, obviously, <laughs> cold-hearted <obviously>. Britishman. <laughs> I don't know where that has come from. All of a sudden, that offensive. Well, that's what you made it sound like. Like, oh, it takes a lot to make me laugh, and so of course there's that. No, there's that dry British stereotype where all British people they. They takes a lot to make them laugh. I didn't. I didn't say it takes a lot to make me laugh. I didn't say it takes a lot to make me laugh. I said it takes a lot of talent for to just to just look at somebody's face and, and laugh have at them. them laugh. <laughs> okay. There's nothing got nothing to do with me and my inability to laugh. I don't know what you're thinking about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I. I pigeonholed you and um you did. <laughs> stereotyped you. <laughs> you did horrendous stereotyping i don't appreciate it um but yeah eddie murphy's eddie murphy's always been like that for me so as soon as he's on screen in this movie and he's walking up with a big stupid eddie murphy smile on his face just saying hello hello good morning hello I'm just like, yes, I'm in. I love it. <laughs> and he's just rubbing all the stuff off the board with his gut. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I messed myself. Oh, well, I mean, uh, I didn't mess myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping all his skittles all over the floor. As well. 
<laughs> I don't know. Why has he got a huge jar of them? <laughs> right? I don't know. It's his secret hidden candy bar drawer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that what's... What I do like about it as well is that it's obviously... There's a lot of jokes about the size of Sherman Clump, right? Yes. But it doesn't actually, in the end, it doesn't... It's positive about that. It's just... It's not bothered about the size of him now that he's happy. Yeah. It was only bothered about the size of him that when he wasn't happy about it. Yes, and when people were kind of putting him down, like like Dave Chappelle's... <laughs> yes, we've not even Comedian. talked about yeah. Dave Chappelle yet. <laughs> and his shit locks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I love, you I know love how much the whole scene. laugh when they're singing... <laughs> <laughs> the loving you song <laughs> do 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 and he twists his yeah. arm <laughs> <laughs> like oh <my> God. <laughs> oh, i love that whole scene yes. i mean i hate the first scene with dave chappelle because it's just so cruel. It's women the worst kind of comedy. Women be shopping. Like, can you imagine if Dave Chappelle, that was his whole set? Just starting with that and then just making fun of people in the crowd. Like, and that's all he did. It would be terrible. It would be terrible. He wouldn't have lasted longer in comedy than this, the year of this movie. Yes. And now look at him. Um, well, he's very, he's very smart man, Dave Chappelle. Yes. He wouldn't, he wouldn't stoop to such comedy. No. But it's it's just awful. It's the worst type of drivel comedy in the world. It's so lazy. That first scene where yeah. he's just making fun of everybody, and then he obviously makes fun of Sherman, and nobody makes fun of Sherman. We all love Sherman. And then, Even like, at this point in the movie, yeah, we all love Sherman. Exactly. And like you'd think he'd move on to the next person. No, he sticks on Sherman. So sad. Yeah. Jada Pinkett's not happy about it. She's all embarrassed. Yeah. But then they go back when it when he's Buddy, and Buddy Love just well, this is what I mean. This this is something that Buddy Love was missing in the Jerry Lewis version, because in that one scene where Buddy Love is just tearing into Dave Chappelle. You are entirely rooting for Buddy Love. Yes. He like you... violently throws this man into a piano and you're still like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you are never actually rooting for Buddy Love in the Jerry Lewis version. No. But you actively root for him. You actively think he's my good guy in this scene. In that one scene where he's just tearing into Dave Chappelle. It's such a good scene. I love the fact that it's both Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle, yes. obviously. Phenomenal comedians of their own generations. Yes. Um, and, like, Dave Chappelle was probably hugely influenced by Eddie oh, Murphy's yes. he, comedy. He, he, ha he said that many times that he was super influenced by him. And, um, you know, Eddie said a bunch of nice things about him when they were doing this movie. And... Um, like I can only imagine like how starstruck and like in awe he must have been getting this part and having to work with Eddie Murphy and you know yeah. when you think about that I think it makes it even more fun. It does, and I yeah, think I just really like all the insults. Yeah, it's just funny <laughs> the back and forth. <laughs> um, 
and I think they try to do maybe a similar scene. I think this that scene was maybe spawned off of the scene where he's like messing with like the dean guy of the school and making him do Hamlet and like putting the hat on him yeah. and pulling his pants down and all of that whole thing. But even like that dean guy wasn't as mean as the dean guy and the Andy Murphy one. So you didn't really feel like that was earned to like make fun no. of this poor man. Because of course, like the D- <laughs> of course he's gonna come the- at Kelp the way he did after Kelp like is making his own like experiments with the school equipment and blowing shit up. So like that makes sense. And he wasn't really even that mean about it when he was telling Kelp like we're not gonna have this conversation again, right? Like he the Dean guy was actually kind of nice about him like blowing up the the, the, yeah. the lab. So it didn't feel earned for like Buddy to be messing with him like that, whereas it definitely felt earned for Sherman to be me- or for Buddy to be messing with uh, uh, Dave Chappelle and his shit locks. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, even the Dean in the in the Eddie Murphy one, who is that one guy who's in absolutely everything, who I never know the name of. He's always just this weaselly, um, jerkish guy, like in Pretty Woman. And but he's all, the Prince's Diaries. <laughs> But he's in absolutely everything. And um, Ten Things I Hate it, About You. Yeah. He is in Ten Things I Hate. He's a great character actor. Um, he's a horrible person. Larry a, he, Miller. And, and J- <laughs> Larry Miller. Yes. And uh, James Coburn's in oh, the movie yeah. as well. Um, I like I like James Coburn's back and forth with the Dean, to be honest with you, because James Coburn has absolutely none of the spin that the Dean's throwing at him. Um, he just wants to hear out the science. Yes. And I like that. I like that he's got a little role there. I don't know. It's a good movie. The Eddie Murphy one is just a good movie. It's such a... I can't remember. I can remember the last time... Well, I can't remember the last time, but I know in the past there has been Deja Vu remakes that we've preferred to the original movie. But yeah. I can't quite remember Ooh, a time where it's been this really much. Liked. Yeah. You know, I can't quite remember a time where I would 100% every time of the day go and watch the the Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor over the Jerry Lewis one. I just would. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know. Agreed. I don't know. Anything else we want to say, Janine? Just kind of fun looking back at this movie and kind of comparing the two. Um, They are more different than I remembered them being, um, but the guts are kind of still the same. Um, and I do just, yeah, I prefer the Eddie Murphy one because it does have that heart um, and great, like, makeup, great, you know, character stuff um, and just a really heartfelt, funny movie. So, yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> More black movies as well. Yes. It's like a sneaky black. You don't realize it's a black movie. No. But it is. So you actually look at it, and he's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a is. black female lead, black male lead. I mean, he's kind of the the centri- cent- central character of the movie, so um, I yeah. would definitely qualify that as, yeah. Who directed lead. the movie? Uh, Tom Shadiak. I think he's the same director of, like, Bruce Almighty. So I think he's a white, a white man. Yeah, that ain't that ain't no black man <laughs> directing Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Oh, mind you, he did cast Morgan Freeman as God, so it might be. Yeah, he is a white man. A white man with a H. Yes. Oh, he also did Ace Ventura. 
pet detective. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He's very, very, very white then. Very yes. white. <laughs> so, is it a black movie? What constitutes? Do you have to have a black director? Um, I think it's different things. If, like, the majority of the cast is black, if the leads are black and it's kind of focused on them. Um, yeah. If it is a black director, if it does kind of take place in kind of settings that are, you know, typically majority black. Um, but yeah, we will we will so, get into that potentially next month in the series. Next month potentially, on, potentially, on, the, yes. on uh, Morgan hasn't seen so. Yeah, look out for that. that's true. I don't know. I don't know whether to whether to class this as one then. Because yes, it's got a black male lead, black female lead, and obviously Eddie Murphy's very very centric. But is it is race a big part of it at all? No. no, there's not a black director. There's not a black. I mean, Eddie Murphy's probably produced the thing, but you know, it's it just seems. I mean, I'm not going to call it a half black movie because <laughs> that sounds weird. I mean, I think I would qualify it as a black movie just because, um, yeah, it's a remake of a movie that's predominantly white made with black you know, people. That's true. Because like um there's a movie called Little which is like a kind of switch twist on the movie Big and like all the leads are black. So I would That's true. You know. That's a fair point. So I would consider that a black movie because it's like, you know, it's the same story of something else but when those lead focused characters that you're focusing on are black, I would consider that yeah. To be a big factor in it being a black movie. And like, yeah, I don't mm. think a black movie has to be like, I'm black and black, 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 like throwing it in your face and talking <laughs> no, about I... it all the time. And that has to be like discussed as part of the plot. Like, Yes. But if it, you know, the majority of the focused main important people are black, I would consider it a black movie. Yeah. A, f- a fair, a fair point. <laughs> a fair point. Acceptable. Yeah. Obviously, um, I I mean that's what I mean. I I thought it, I only second guessed myself because of the director, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't like what constitu- what constitutes a British movie. And it's the same argument. Like the leads are British, the director's British, but what if the director's American, but the leads are British and it's set in Britain? Yeah, it's a British movie. <laughs> Is it still a British movie? Yeah. What if it's set in America, the director's British, and the one of the leads is American? So like like uh, Baby a British Driver. Movie? Would you consider Baby Driver a British movie? No, okay. not at all. Okay, so but it's a British director, and some of the <laughs> actors are British. In fact, are any of the actors British? No, I don't think so. No, but it's a British director, yes. so that's no way in it. No <laughs> and it way. It takes a place in movie. America. So and it takes place in America. It's the same argument, though. Yeah, like yeah. It's the same argument. <laughs> and there's not there's nothing concrete about anything. No, there's not. Like I think other people might differ with my opinion and think, oh, it's a white director. It's kind of a mainstream film. Black maybe people do consider a black film where it's kind of like a plot point, or you have to kind of like call attention to the fact that they're black, like a Boys in the Hood, where it's like you know where they grew up and how they're discriminated against and yeah. gang violence and stuff and that kind of thing. The topical black issues would could qualify as a black movie. So I think all maybe black people kind of think of it differently. Um, I personally don't think like talking about the race or the race being a determining factor no, I... of the plot makes it 
a black movie or not. So yeah, I think we can No, I don't no, I, I I don't think that. So with some of if that. if we do, I'm really definitely considering doing like all just kind of covering the gamut of different genres of black films for Morgan hasn't seen in July. Um, I think that'll be really interesting and fun and ha- we can have some really yeah. fun discussions about those things and we can definitely talk about this more about what constitutes a black movie and obviously if I'm choosing these movies I'm constituting them as black movies so um, yeah I'm excited to which I think we'll take your word for it more than mine <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna go off my opinion of what a, a black movie is we'll go off my opinion of what a British movie is yes but we could do that I don't think we'll we'll do the other thing <laughs> no um but yeah i'm excited for that actually oh, yeah. i'm excited for that coming up on morgan hasn't seen and it's it, you know because i've seen i've seen I've, I've certainly seen more black movies now thanks to our series a couple of months ago yes. or a few months ago now february um but it's not it's not a completely new genre i suppose no. it's not a genre really is it but variety category to me um but there's certainly always more you can delve into yes so i kind of want to like you know i think we actually if we do it in july we'll have five weeks so um yeah and i kind of there's like so many movies i kind of want to do we may may double up on some things (laughs) we'll see we'll see um but yeah (laughs) okay okay well there we go there we go. What do you think? Do you think The Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy is a black movie or not? It's your opinion, everyone. Call in <laughs> yeah, to the so show to tell us your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> if you do want to leave us a voice message, of course, you can do that on Anchor. If there is a link in the description of every episode of every show on this whole feed, do go and leave us a voice message on Anchor. Sometimes Janine will also put a call out on the social medias to go and leave us a voice message about something in particular yes. relating to something we've got coming up on the show. Sometimes I'll do it as well, but, you know, usually just a retweet because Janine does it before me, usually <laughs> when I'm asleep. So, yes, that is true. retweet there. Retweet there. But uh, I think that's going to do it for episode 113 mm-hmm. of the main show. We've been talking about both versions of The Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis and with Eddie Murphy. Janine, what else do we have on this whole feed? Oh, we have Machine Mondays with me every Monday, talking all the schmodown things. Lots of matches going to be talked about, I'm sure, next week. And um, my match in particular, my interfecto match. <gasps> so that's what's coming up mm. next week on the show. But this week I did have a guest, Miss Movies herself, Brianne Chandler, joined me. And we broke down five matches, made predictions for... Um, upcoming matches and just had some fun conversation um we have of course morgan hasn't seen every wednesday as well where you know i force morgan to watch a related series of films a franchise of films that he's missed out on and we discuss each week um we are in the middle of our patron carla uh her theme that she picked for the month was modern musical so we're in the middle of that um this week we talked about hairspray and to close out that series next week we'll be talking about moulin rouge um yeah yeah, of course this show it's a wonderful podcast every friday where we talk about classic films and sometimes do these deja views where we take a comparative look at its modern remake so yeah check out all the shows every monday wednesday friday here on the it's a wonderful podcast feed 
There we go. Who the hell knows what we'll have coming up in episode 114 of the yeah. main show, because nobody ever knows. We just kind of choose a movie. <laughs> yes. Unless, a, unless it's a patron choice, of course. Yes. Um, we just kind of choose a movie and it's fun. But yeah, there we go. You can find the whole feed, all those three shows, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, a whole bunch of others. We are absolutely everywhere. You can find also the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One to keep up with all the updates there. I'm on Twitter at the Purple Don with the three instead of the E in there because, Janine, three is the magic number. Or on Instagram at just the Purple Don. Janine, all the good stuff is at where? Oh, you can find me at Janine Debean on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to get some merch for our shows, or if you are a patron who is eligible for some custom artwork that I made you, you can also find your work there and get yourself some custom merch at my tea shop on tpublic.com at g9design. And I just mentioned the Patreon. We do have an It's a Wonderful podcast Patreon as at It's a Wonderful One on patreon.com. Come join and find the tier that's right for you. It's a fun time on the Patreon. We yes. all love the Patreon. It's great. So much fun to do. So many cool people. They're so great. They also like the Nutty Professor. Obviously, because everybody likes the Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy. Um, I've never met a human being that doesn't like the Nutty nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy. It's not possible. It's like not liking... Do you remember that it was... What what would you say? Here's a question to end us off on. What would you say the movie was where Eddie Murphy... Changed from being constantly good comic actor to, oh, God, please stop. <laughs> um, maybe Norbert, Norbert, Norbit, whatever that movie was. Norbit. Yes. Mm, like, possibly. He literally pulls a Mickey, Mickey Rooney, like, bad. <clears throat> he plays, like, a, a really offensive Asian man. Oh dear. Yeah. No, let's go with let's go with Norbit then. Yes. Let's go with Norbit. And I do believe it, it is in the Oscar winning lexicon. I think it had won an Oscar for the makeup, which the makeup was very impressive. Oh god. Yes, because I guess Norbit is like this dorky man who is stuck a kind of under the thumb of this big old fat woman who is played by Eddie Murphy. Oh um, yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Eddie Murphy just likes playing absolutely enormous people. Yes, and offensive Asian men. So and offensive Asian men. <laughs> we, we, we'll, we won't and talk about that. Yes, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's I, terrible. I, I don't I, like I, to think I, of Eddie Murphy in that way. I think that is where it kind of all started to fall apart because yeah, that movie basically, yeah. basically, <sighs> he just peaked with Dreamgirls. Essentially, yes. Dreamgirls got him his Oscar nom and then he decided I'm going to go to do <laughs> trash bag things yes. but he's on a bit of a do you remember a, a, a upward trajectory again now he is my, is, he is which is nice mm-hmm. I like and, uh, that coming, I like that Dr- uh, uh, coming to America part 2 and all that I so. don't I don't <laughs> I don't have any faith in coming to America, but I I love coming to America. It's know, very it's so very good. funny. It's, so it's not going to be a good movie. The second one, it's yeah, just scary. not scary. It's just not. Do you remember the movie Meet Dave with Eddie Murphy playing 
a alien spaceship with a whole bunch of other little tiny people inside him and the leader was eddie murphy oh as well oh my gosh i vaguely i think i blocked that from my mind and elizabeth banks was actually in that movie Are she you played serious? she played the 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 love interest of the alien spaceship played by eddie murphy oh no and then there was that weird pluto nash movie gabrielle union was in that movie as well meet dave oh my god she played she played the the love interest of the captain of the spaceship, Eddie Murphy, who was also played by Eddie Murphy. Oh, my God. <sighs> yes. I remember that movie. And I vaguely remember an inkling of that. So if I land on a Eddie Murphy wedge slice uh, in the Schmodown, I will thank you for, you go. for mentioning that movie. <laughs> That'll it's not a good movie. That's like a that's it's like not a, a that movie, movie looks like theme seems like it would breed some five point questions for sure. Yeah. Just to just to fuck five with you. point Eddie Murphy <laughs> questions. Absolutely. Yeah. It is not a great movie. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Janine, I think there's only one thing left to do. Do you want to do it in a weird Sherman clump accent? No uh, uh, three. Uh, two uh, one. Bye.